Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. What news do you have for us today, Sean? Today we'll discuss CE Mark for a new stent system, an AI collaboration on cervical cytology, FDA clearance for a new cardiac care device from Philips, the first human implant for one of the more well-known brain-computer interface companies, and a major post-field ablation approval from the FDA. What's the first news story that we should know? First, Inspire MD won CE Mark for its carotid stent system. The company had to contend with the new EU medical device regulations, but ended up clearing the hurdle. What is that stent system? So it's called the SeaGuard. It was designed for the prevention of stroke, and it utilizes the company's micro-net technology for strong, acute results and durable, stroke-free long-term outcomes. How excited are executives with the CE Mark win? CEO Marvin Slossman said the company is very pleased to have now received formal certification of CE Mark under MDR, allowing the company to continue to make SeaGuard the standard of care for carotid artery revascularization in its existing commercial territories while also advancing a new product pipeline using the pathway provided under MDR. What other news do we have? BD and TechSite have collaborated on an AI-based cervical cytology offering. It looks like an innovative way to make pap tests more efficient. What is the goal of this collaboration? Effectively, they want to offer an AI algorithm to guide cytologists and pathologists efficiently and effectively to identify evidence of cervical cancer and precancer using whole slide imaging. The companies hope to deliver a complete solution to reduce the potential for human error and enable greater throughput. And this would help labs achieve results with greater standardization, reproducibility, and efficiency from a PAP test. What does each company bring to this collaboration? Well, TechSite's AI algorithm has compatibility with common liquid-based cytology or LBC preparations, and that includes the BD SurePath liquid-based PAP test vial. So basically, it'll bring the technology together with BD's PAP test setup to increase both efficiency and effectiveness. What are executives saying? Nikos Pavlidis, the acting president of Diagnostic Solutions at BD, said there's a shortage of healthcare laboratory technicians, and the problem is particularly acute in the area of cytology. So this solution helps to solve for the dearth of expert cytologists by leveraging new AI-based digital technology to make the testing process efficient and bring the traditional PAP test into the 21st century. What's the next bit of news that we have? The FDA cleared the latest Philips TEE transducer for cardiac care. This clearance opens up a much wider pool of potential patients for the product. So tell us about this transducer technology. So it's a transesophageal echocardiography or TEE ultrasound transducer that helps in the early diagnosis of structural heart disease. TEE can help cardiologists by providing highly detailed images of the heart and its internal structures. And it can also help in minimally invasive heart surgeries and procedures that would include the treatment of damaged heart valves and congenital heart defects. What are the implications on treatment options with use of this transducer technology? Well, according to Philips, this latest system, the X1114 Mini 3D transducer, opens up the treatment option to a much wider population. So previously, pediatric patients, adults at risk of complications, and people with other complex cases actually couldn't access the treatment because 3D TEE proved too large. But the new mini transducer allows previously unaddressed patients to access this therapy. 
And there had to be a lot of challenges that had to be addressed with creating a device like this and challenges with treatment that the company had to keep in mind. So what kind of optimism do executives have with this FDA clearance? Yeah, well, David Handler, VP and GM for Global Cardiology Ultrasound at Philips, said it was frustrating to know that there were patients out there that couldn't access this type of technology. That's why the company developed a new, even smaller mini transducer that can be used to help physicians serve a wider range of patients from small children to fragile adults. And Handler went on to say, with this innovation, the company can help reduce the need for general anesthesia, lower the risk of complications, meaning the patients may recover faster from procedures and can be discharged sooner. What's the next news story that we have? Neuralink completed the first in human brain computer interface implant with its new technology. It's more BCI news, more from Neuralink. We've had quite a bit from them recently, but much anticipated first implant has finally taken place. What kind of regulatory backing does this BCI have? Well, the company won a regulatory nod in May for its first in human implant, which has finally taken place now. It actually opened up recruitment for the clinical trial that it won approval for in September. So after a few months of recruiting patients, it has finally begun the actual implants. And were there any indications of how those implants went? Well, Elon Musk, the billionaire at the helm of Neuralink, posted on X, formerly Twitter, to confirm the implant, which took place on January 28th, saying the first human received an implant from Neuralink and is recovering well. Musk also said that initial results show promising neuron spike detection, but there really isn't any other detail on the first implant as of now, obviously. As soon as we have more, I'm sure we'll be reporting on that. I know Neuralink has had kind of a rocky past in terms of regulations. And wasn't the company just under fire last week? Yeah, last week Neuralink was reportedly fined by governing bodies for violating rules related to the movement of hazardous materials. It added to sort of the laundry list of question marks surrounding the company, mostly surrounding the treatment or alleged mistreatment of animals through the testing of the implant. I think the notoriety behind the name of the company with Elon Musk and everything involved will obviously bring heightened scrutiny and more attention in general because there are other BCI companies at similar stages in the process, but it does feel like Neuralink sort of generates the headlines. So as always, it remains an interesting space to watch. What's the final news story that we have? The FDA approved the Ferripulse pulse field ablation technology from Boston Scientific. Huge milestone as PFA is obviously a very hot space. And this is the second FDA approval for PFA that treats AFib following Medtronic's approval last month. So can you tell us a little bit about what the Fair Pulse technology is? Yeah, well, it's already a known commodity in the competitive PFA space. It's a non-thermal treatment that uses electrical fields to selectively ablate heart tissue. Boston Scientific bought the technology for nearly $300 million in 2021. So Ferripulse delivers pulse field energy with the FerroWave ablation catheter. Farrah Star Ablation Generator, and Farrah Drive Steerable Sheath. And the company's VersaCross Connect Access Solution complements the sheath to provide safe and effective left heart access for the platform. How excited are executives there? Nick Spadea Anello, the president of electrophysiology at Boston Scientific, called the approval an important milestone for the company, saying a high bar has been set by the performance of the system in clinical and commercial settings, where more than 40,000 patients have been treated to date company looks forward to continuing to lead the way with this differentiated technology in the growing PFA space. 
What's next for the company? Boston Scientific also has a new trial underway that looks at Ferropulse as a first-line treatment for persistent AFib. Outcomes will be compared to outcomes that follow the use of antiarrhythmic drug therapy, which is a common treatment for persistent AFib. Analysts also noted an immediate U.S. launch for Ferropulse and expect buzz around the system at the AF Symposium, which starts this week, and they expect rapid adoption of the system across the U.S. now that it's available. And that was the final news story that we had for today. So thank you, Sean, for bringing us all these insights. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. Where can they find you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening.